Hi. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of The Nosebleeds. I am Chris Witt. With me, as always, is my much skinnier cousin, Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? Divine. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you. We are coming to you guys today from our hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio, down in the dungeon, a.k.a. Studio A, a.k.a. my office. Uh, Today we got a lot of things to get to, Adam. Uh, So we have the NBA Conference Finals. We have our red-hot Cincinnati Reds being the Cincinnati home team. Listen, we love the MLB, so the Reds are are our main topic. So if you don't like it, I apologize, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have a topic that I'm very interested in with the uh, possible legalization of gambling on sports, a little bit on some Jordan documentary and uh, a new fun segment that we'll get to a little bit later. I think uh, all our listeners will definitely enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's, it involves them, all of our listeners. Get involved. Get involved. Uh, so first and foremost, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, CastBox, SoundCloud, and YouTube at the Nosebleed Sportscast, Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast and listen, like, subscribe, follow, the thumbs up, you know, the whole nine yards. Just about anything you can, you can do. Do it. If you follow us or subscribe to us, you'll receive a Lamborghini in your driveway the next morning. Did yeah. you know that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So if, you su- if you subscribe to all of those things. Every one of them. Three Lamborghinis. Three Lamborghinis. So speaking of following, Adam... You can be found on the old tweet box at <laughs> Adam Schmidt 44. That's right, and I'm at sick with it. Uh, all right, so let's go, Adam. So let's uh, let's get started with a little NBA talk. Uh, so we have the coach of the year. We talked about this a little bit last week. How Brad Stevens did not get coach of the year. In fact, his not a single one of his peers voted him as coach of the year. Instead, Dwayne Casey wins. Right. Yeah. The the National Basketball Coaches Association um, votes on this award and they gave it to Dwayne Casey, who's not undeserving. But like you said, um, and, and I, I was mistaken last week. I said I thought it might have been Brett Brown that I heard uh, didn't get any votes. You were right. It, it was Brad Stevens. And that's that's absurd. It's the cra- that is the absolute craziest thing that I can even think of that Brad Stevens takes this team and doesn't get one. vote. He, I'm going to tell you right now. The other NBA coaches don't like that guy. It's the only thing that makes sense. They, he's got to be. There's got to be some kind of ego thing. He seems like a nice guy, really approachable. When he was at Butler, he was. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be something about this dude that the rest of the coaches don't like because there's no way he gets zero. I, I I agree with you. I don't. I can't imagine what people wouldn't like about Brad Stevens unless he's just a huge jerk, out you know off the court or something. But I I don't get that that feeling at all. But no. Not only did he not receive votes, he was the coach of the year. There's no, you can really make a case for several guys. He was the coach of the, he was the best coach in the NBA this year. One hundred percent. There's nobody that did anywhere near as good a job as him. Congratulations he, to Dwayne Casey. And Congra- his, congratulations. what did he get for it? He got, he got fired for it. He got fired. He won coach of the year a day, two, three days later, whatever it was, got canned. Hey. Sorry, you can't. You you had the best season in Raptors history, correct? Yeah. Number one seed. You uh, made it 
to unfortunately, LeBron had a team that changed three times throughout the year, so they went through a few losing streaks. So you got caught with them in the second round. And how do you how do you fault somebody for losing consistently to LeBron James? It was it was like what we were talking about when we when we talked about the possibility of Brian Price getting fired from the Reds. Yeah, but in a much larger scale because Dwayne Casey had the the best season in Raptors history he was the number 1 seed in the East. He's the longest tenured coach in Raptors history, the win, the all-time winningest coach in in Toronto Raptors history. And he got after this season that they had, this is his I think 6th or 7th season. After this season, they let him go. He won coach of the year and they let him go. He he took his team this year, put a whole new offense in. He completely redid the way that he 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 subs players and he's got the deepest bench in the east now because he he plays so many players Mm -hmm. this is the first year of that the first year of them switching things around they become the number one seed in the east sorry you lost lebron james we're so i guess they're sick and tired of having the we lose the lebron guess what Every single team in the East loses to LeBron James. Everybody has everybody for the last was it eight years eight has years lost to LeBron to James. LeBron James in the East. Uh, and, and look, you know the Raptors have this have this thing on their backs that you know they can't get past. Not only LeBron, but they just can't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They just they haven't they haven't been able to get past anybody. They you know right. Um, they they've. They've not been good in the playoffs. No matter how good they've been in the in the regular season, they've been good year, in the playoffs. And this year, they actually played a little bit. They this was the I mean, kind of the Kyle Lowry uh, and DeRosa or uh, uh, help me out the uh, other guard there, Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 thing of where those two just fall apart in the playoffs. They played well. They gave. I mean, the, they didn't really give the Cavs a series, right? But they at least they they showed up. Yeah, yeah. There was there was the one game where DeRozan was sitting at the end of the game, um, yeah, that and that was a lot. that was kind of weird. But um, but look, I mean, I give Dwayne Casey credit for that. It, you know, typically you want to have your best player, no matter usually no matter how bad he's playing. But he didn't feel like DeRozan was giving him what whatever who whoever was out there instead of him was giving them. So uh, he made a he made a decision, and I don't I can't fault him for that. And, but yeah, I mean, he was let go because they can advance further in the playoffs. Right. Well, all right. So we both agree that's absolutely crazy. That's that's it should have never happened. Uh, I don't know who they're going to go after. That the only reason you fire a guy that quick is because you have somebody in mind off the bat, right? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they may have just said, "Look, th- th- he's he can't take us. He's Marvin Lewis. He can't take us beyond." the first part of the playoffs, so we got to get somebody else in here to maybe take a team that should be really good and, and you know, find yeah. some way to, to help them, you know, reach that next level. It'll be interesting to see. That's yeah. for sure. See how they do it. Uh, so let's get into the speaking. Let's get into the start with LeBron and, and the Celtics because really it's it's LeBron and Kevin Love versus the Celtics in the first two games. Yeah. Uh, we said, I said, the only way that the Cavs are going to be able to advance to the finals is if somebody helps out LeBron. They had it. Multiple people helped out in the Toronto series. But Kevin Love is the only one playing with LeBron right now. Kyle Korver just – it's almost like they 
they don't I feel like he's not playing enough. Like don't and he's not shooting well and J.R. Smith isn't shooting well. We'll get to J.R. Smith in a minute, but I feel like Corver should be in a little bit more. I mean, they obviously need more shooters cuz they are not shooting the ball well. I'll tell you, Kyle Corver I think's been their third best player. Uh, I, I I really think that because and I'll tell you what, he's not so this this Cavs team number 1 is a slow team. Yeah. This they they don't they don't have any quick players. And he might be one of the better defensive guys on I the team. I was just going to say that. Kyle Korver, just because of his his experience and his intelligence, his basketball intelligence, he's he's in the right spot. He he plays hard on defense. He's not going to move his feet and stay in front of Terry Rozier, in front of Jason Tatum, in front of Jalen Brown. Gonna happen. But he – He's very good at all the details, you know, guarding the pick and roll, hedging correctly, switching, talking. I mean, he that guy you can t- you can see him talking, pointing to guys, telling them where. Even when he's away from the ball, his man's away from the ball. He's you know he's on top of he's on top of the defensive end. And I think that's a big reason why the Celtics are doing what they're doing. I was listening the other day, and LeBron said that in that first game, he said he's never heard a team talk as much on the court as the Celtics do. Mm-hmm. That to me, I mean that you know that tells you. Listen, that they know that they don't have that one, two stars out there. They're playing together. They are playing the team ball that used to win championships. Every coach at any level of basketball talks to their team about how the importance of communication and talking on defense, and that's why the Celtics are so outstanding right now on defense yeah they are uh, in that first game so they they treated the Cavs like birthday candles and blew them out by 25 (laughs) and 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 so they held them to 83 points 36 percent shooting 15 percent shooting from the three-point line so yeah there's your Corver there's your J.R. Smith LeBron they held LeBron James to 15 points and forced seven turnovers in that first game I mean that's that's probably LeBron's worst game of his career maybe not his career but at least this season Right yeah. and as, as definitely the playoffs. One hundred percent. The guys the averaging forty points in the playoffs. Right. So, um, so anyway, the the, the first game, yeah, it was uh, the Celtics were just uh, just outstanding. The Cavs were terrible. Um, not much to say about that. The second game, though, that was a better game. Much better. LeBron came out. He was like, he's he was like, you think you're gonna hold me to fifteen points again? I'm gonna get twenty one in the first quarter. Scored and half his points in the first quarter. He did. He he had. And tw- he could not miss. Oh. the fadeaway with no time on the shot clock. The fadeaway. I think he. I don't know if he stumbled with the ball for a second. Saw the clock. Turned. That. I mean, that's like the. That was his fourth three of the quarter at the time. And it's at that point in time, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You just have to hope. He, you know he's gonna cool down. Mm-hmm. You just gotta wait for it to happen. It, it, it kind of looked like one of those games where is LeBron going to get 60 or, or 70 or something in this game, just the way he started and the way the shots that he was making, like like you talked about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but he – so he had – Then he got he had, hit in the head. He got hit in the head. He had four points. After after he had 21 in the first quarter, he had four in the in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you know, gave him another 17 in the second half but because um, he had 40, 42, right? 42. Um, 42 and a triple-double. So he did he did his part and those those were the games he was putting those numbers up in these other series before this series and that was why they were winning. This is a different story. It's a way different team. This is I was talking I was think we talked this last week about who's going to guard LeBron. I said who's going to guard LeBron for the Celtics team and it's going to be a steady dose. And I am they have played him 
as good as you can. Marcus Smart has been playing great against him. Uh, now, um, Marcus Morris. Morris has only been on him a little bit, but when he's on him, he seems to wear him down because he gets real physical with him. Mm-hmm. And and I've, I'm telling you, it's the Jordan, not the Jordan, it's the Shaq LeBron thing where you can get physical, more physical with those two than you can with anybody else because they play through contact so well. Mm-hmm. So, Morris knows it, and he gets physical, and that wears him down. Then you get a guy like Jalen Brown, who does, it's it's not as bad when you switch off on him because all you got to do is keep your hands in front of him, and then he's tired, and he's taking these fadeaway threes, and he right. eventually starts missing them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so LeBron LeBron put up his, his numbers in game two, and Kevin Love had, I think, 22 and 15. Yep. Um, so so he, he did his part, too, um, but, you know, they didn't get a ton from everybody else, you know. Yeah. And they don't. I mean, they look, they look tired. They look a little lazy. That's been a problem all year for them. I mean, they talked. LeBron talked about it. Teron Lue talked about it all year. Like, there's got to be, there's got to be a little more fire. You yeah. know, especially on defense. I mean, those guys. And I'm gonna tell you, it's not coming from LeBron. I know the guy's putting up crazy numbers and stuff. But if you watch him, it doesn't look like he's got that fire right now. I mean, he did. I mean, early on in the playoffs, he had a couple big shots and he was getting excited. But you just. Even from him, you don't see it when yeah. he's sitting there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Jeff Van Gundy mentioned during the game yesterday. He he sees more eye rolls, um, you know, in the ca- on the Cavs team than a than an old married couple or something. <laughs> whatever like his that. whatever his yeah, quote was, but he comes up with some crazy shit. He does. He does. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, they haven't been helped as much as they need it. I mean, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to ramp it up on defense. The, the Cavs are because the Celtics can struggle to score sometimes. That coupled with your increased intensity on defense, that's going to make this a series. Yes, but um, you know that. But look, the, the Celtics. Seri- the Celtics are nine and zero at home in the playoffs. I was just going to they, say they're not losing. They're not losing no, at home. The series is not over by any means. You're going back to Cleveland. You're playing a team that hasn't lost at home. It's it's you're you're okay. You're okay. It you're going to have to steal one obviously eventually. But it didn't have to be one of the first two. Get yourself a little bit of momentum coming. Maybe you can steal game four and get three in a row. So, or game, I'm sorry, game five. five. Yeah. yeah. I, they're going to have to, and they're going to have to take care of home court. If they, if you they go down now. You can't 3-0 lose or 3-1, yeah. You're it, it's it's I think they're going to be done. This, the way the Celtics are playing is just too good. So, speaking of not getting anything from the rest of your team, speaking of being lazy, um, J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we talked about this earlier. You wanted to make it a point to talk about J.R. Smith, Al Horford play. I did. Uh, I'd like to know what your thoughts were on the push from behind. Okay, so as soon as it happened, um, you know, everybody, the the broadcasters and everything, everybody, all the fans started screaming about flagrant two, mm-hmm. so dirty, everything. As soon as soon As soon as I saw it live and everybody started screaming flagrant two, flagrant two, get him out of here, I'm like, no, not a flagrant. Flagrant. I th- as soon as I saw that, flagrant ah. one for me. Flagrant one for me. And then every time they showed the replay, more confirmed for me, flagrant one. I feel like I'm the only person. <laughs> I got cold chills right now. <laughs> you I, agree? I thought for sure when you talked when we talked before the show and you wanted you were talking you were so adamant about wanting to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game that game last night. I'm sitting on a couch. One of the twins were sleeping in my arms, mm-hmm. and I went. And I was like, well, you know, that was dumb. I just mm-hmm. thought that, that was stupid. He 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 didn't push him 
any kind of uh, to a demeanor of where he was trying to hurt the guy. Right. And and he knew what he did. He knew he was being – he knew it was stupid. He said it after the game. You could see when the refs were talking about it to him. But all of a sudden, Van Gundy starts going bananas. Yeah. That's a flagrant two. That's a yeah. flagrant two. And I'm like, hold up, little bald man. <laughs> Chill out, man. He's Well, I everybody mean, he, was agreeing with him too. I don't know why they were agreeing with him. Okay, he didn't go after the ball. I agree with that he did not go after the ball. Which but it, there was no one. intent to hurt right. him. He didn't go at his head. He didn't do anything like that. Right. He, he, I won't want to say gently because there's no gently involved, but it wasn't like he was out there trying to push him into the second row. That's my thing. That He had two hands and he pushed him in order to try to make him not make the shot. Exactly. And he had a, he, there was nobody in front of him between him and the basket. Al Horford had a layup or a dunk or whatever. He he reacted to try to make him not. In hit. the old days, it was just called an intentional foul. Yeah, and maybe not even that, depending on what era. But <laughs> but but yeah, no, I, I just feel like he could have done a whole lot more than that. That would have warranted a flagrant too. I cannot believe that you feel that way. I, I thought I was, totally, I was thinking that I was the only person. Everybody that, felt this way. that talked about it is saying that's such a dirty play. I can't believe he would do that. You're gonna hurt somebody. No, it was the he and did not. Al Horford push him. holding his back as he's standing there, and everybody's talking. You know what? The guy's ninety years old. Yeah, he's <laughs> holding his back. Probably holds his back here. every time he goes to the ground. Two people come to help him up because he's an old man. Sure, sure. And he <laughs> he moves like like a much older man than he is. But <laughs> but he that's so yeah. That that was my whole thing is. The push just looked a little worse because he was in midair. Anytime there are, that happens so often, I feel like oh where gosh. where guys get up in the air and because you get you can just get bumped a little bit and that throws your balance off and you're in the air and you can't do a whole lot about it until you land. Mm-hmm. And that it looks it makes fouls look so much worse. And that was the case in this one. He didn't push him that hard. Whereas I when mean, a guy gets beat. And you see these guys doing the same exact thing harder, right. and nothing's getting called. Just yeah. a regular foul. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, I I felt like I, I wanted to I wanted to say that because all day on the radio and on TV and stuff, everybody talked about it and was like, such a dirty play. I'm like, That's not di- a flagrant one was the exact right. I was so excited because of how much they were talking about how it should be a flagrant two, and there's no place for this in the game, and he's got to be ejected. I'm like you can't you can't eject a guy for that foul. No. You can't do it. But so I yeah I I just I was I'm glad we we brought that up because I've I've wanted to say something about it all day, and I gotta tell you is. I gotta tell you I am I am thoroughly impressed with that the fact that we just agreed on that because yeah. I thought in fact when I was we were writing down and going over how we were gonna kind of put this show out. We were trying to figure out where to put the JR, and I was like, hey, you know, we'll spend a couple minutes on it because I didn't want to really get into it that much because in my head I was going to say, look, Adam, I'm going to tell you the truth, brother. I don't think it was that big de- that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, and then, sure enough. So anyway, all right. So <laughs> speaking of dirty players, let's move on to the Warriors series and, and talk about Draymond Green. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dirtiest player of them all. He, uh, <laughs> look, Maybe he, not uh, of all of them. He, in game one, game one he had a good game. He had, uh, I think he only scored four or five points, but he had nine rebounds, nine assists. He's he's at that. He flirts with a triple double every single game because yep. he does everything, and he's he's a, he's the best defensive player in the series. Um, so he he's going to be a contributor, and he's been really good in the playoffs. Really yes. good in the playoffs. Um, and then you have Kevin Durant who had thirty eight. Steph Curry actually only had what is eighteen, I think it was in that first game. Uh, but Clay Thompson hit six threes, had twenty eight. 
those guys, I mean, we everybody knows what the Warriors are about. Uh, they they share the ball really well, and they, they make shots. They just have a bunch of guys that really make shots, a bunch of smart players, and they play defense. They're a, they're a high-octane yeah. offensive team that also plays pretty good defense. Um, and you're going to have to against the Houston Rockets because they were – they were the best offensive team in the league most of the year, um, so you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to figure out what to do with James Harden and Chris Paul um, and some of their shooters in our lifetime, or even beyond. Have you ever seen a team that had three sharpshooters, three people that could all shoot this well? No, you're talking about three guys that could consistently be that could be called the best shooter i mean you got uh the the kid from that came from kentucky what's his name? um with for the, the sons oh devin booker devin booker so you got a guy like devin booker and you got guys like that and you jj reddick who are just pure shooters mm-hmm. but guys that scores that can shoot you have three the three best in the nba in my opinion i mean steph curry obviously is the most uh, fascinating of the three. Clay Thompson is the most consistent of the three, and KD is the best of the three. It's in they every one of them are as good as uh, would be the best three point shooter on any other team. It's yeah. unbelievable to me. I, I I don't I can't ever remember of a team that even had. I mean, maybe some that had two, but I can't ever remember a team that had something like that. So I I don't I'm definitely not a fan of what what is so prevalent right now, where where everything is an overreaction. Everybody just overreacts and, and um, s- sensationalizes everything that happens where a guy, you know, LeBron James has 40 points in a game. Oh, my God, he's the greatest player ever, obviously. <laughs> you know, it, it, stuff like that happens almost every night where that, that makes people say, you know, everybody says goat. Everybody says everybody's the goat. The goat. Oh, everybody's the goat. goat. I ha- oh, boy, do oh, I hate that. Goat. That's another one, huh? Anyway. All right. All right. Oh, so boy, goat's another like one it. we don't like. So okay. anyway, yeah, you will not hear me say anybody's the goat. Okay? Even Michael Jordan, I will not call him that. I will say the greatest of all time or whatever. I like that. He's not the goat. Okay? Um, anyway, so but so having said that, I already think Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Wow. I already do. Well, I'm going to tell you that it's hard for me because, you know, we are Reggie Miller, you know, that time frame. And I think Reggie Miller was an an amazing shooter. Larry Bird, obviously, pure shooter. Uh, Ray Allen mm-hmm. is, is right there with those guys. Steph Curry has the quickest release I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. He can hit. I mean, the guys, if he's six foot, he's lucky. I, they say he's six one, but if he's six foot, let's be honest. I mean, he's right at that six foot he's mark. He's a tiny basketball player. Yes. And he can have a guy who's six seven in his face and get a shot up before the guy can get his hand up. It's the quickest release. And it's when you see it in live time, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's tip. Oh, it just looks like a bad shot. Like, that's a bad. But if you, when you slow it down and you watch replays, Every single shot is the same, whether he's wide open or he takes that quick release. It comes off his hand the exact same way. I don't. Uh, it's amazing. And what impresses me about it too is it's the same shot whether he's shooting a five footer or a forty five footer. Yeah, <laughs> he can shoot. I, I'm I'm telling you, for how small a guy he is, he shoots the same exact looking shot from half court. Yeah, you know what kind of strength that I was takes? just gonna say. He doesn't look like a strong guy. He doesn't. But you, ha- I don't know if it's coming from your legs or it, it's got to be. I assume. It, it, 
Yeah, it, it's 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 everything. He puts together his he he shoots the ball with his entire body correctly. His his feet, his legs, his hips, his his elbow, his release. Like I your, mean, your eyes. You are you're in love. I think you're in love. <laughs> I am in love. I'm totally in love with Steph Curry. I agree. I agree. And 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 so what's funny is. It's it's very likely that he and Clay Thompson are are were already before Kevin Durant got there the best shooting duo in the in league history. Yeah, I, I mean, and then you added Kevin Durant, who's also a 50, 40, 90 club guy, which is ridiculous. Who, you have two of those guys on one team, and it's only been done by like five guys ever, and one of them's on the Cavs. One, yeah. <laughs> so so. Yeah, not LeBron James. It, it's right, um, but so okay. So yeah, so the anyway, Warriors. Besides that. Now, now having said all this, I, look, the Warriors are going to win this series. I think, no question about it. They stole their one game they needed. They, they lost tonight. They lost, but they lost by twenty two tonight. They I lost big, but that. kept James Hart. You're in Houston. They they got their one. They know going into it, they needed one game in Houston. They got it. At that point in time, okay, now we can maybe possibly have three days. I call it three days rest because take today as a rest game. You come out there, everybody starts shooting well. Maybe you t- maybe you steal one, but maybe steal two. But if not, it's not a big deal. You're going back to Golden State. You're going to end up being up three one. Yeah, I, I think they'll take both in Golden State. I, I think the Warriors are a better coach team. I don't dislike Mike D'Antoni, but I think Steve Kerr is considerably better uh, a coach. Mike so D'Antoni I, finally got the team he needed to run his offense that he's been running with a thousand different teams that have been decent. Yeah. But this team here, he's got the point guard. He's got the, that second option who's better than the point guard where Nash was always the better player. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Steve so, uh, so it's, so it's one, one. Well, yeah, I just, just, you know, in general about the series, it's, it's one, one now, but I think we both agree. It's going back to, it's going to, to, um, to Oakland now. And, um, I, I think we both agree they're probably going to take both. Of I, I would think that that's going to happen. Now, I do want to bring this up real quick before we get off of the Warriors right. and get into our next segment, which is the new segment that involves our listeners. Uh, I want to talk about – I I can't figure out if I like Draymond Green or if I dislike him because <laughs> I like a guy who plays like crazy and, and I kind of like a little banter here and there. I don't like – negative I don't like when people are yelling negative things I like like the Joel Embiid having some fun messing around uh the Marcus uh or the Maurice Morris uh getting in Tristan Thompson's face and I, I'm not a big fan of that and so so the beginning of the game of the game one in this Houston Warriors series uh right the game right when a game started James Harden goes up for a layup over top of and and goes into um uh, Draymond Green and Green like walks into him and then as he runs into Harden acts like like Harden did something to him and he's like that like, goes to hit him in the mouth like he's gonna push him and starts yelling and screaming yelling at the ref I mean he looked like a child mm-hmm. looked like a child he was so hot so pissed Harden must have said something because there was no reason for him to be acting like he was acting, like Harden hit him. So then, then this is what he does, though. He immediately, he gets a foul for that, and immediately, right after, two minutes later, gets a second foul because he's stupid, and there's a, a, uh, I don't remember who was shooting a three in a corner. Somebody shot a three in a corner, um, and 
he jumped up and literally jumped into the guy, hit his arm, his hand, and then his hip ran into the guy's body while he's still in the air and then fell on top of him. They called a foul, three-shot three foul, and, he went, and he went nuts. What in God's name are you crying about? You fouled the crap out of the guy. I hate that. That pisses me off. If I foul somebody, what well, you know, we play together. Yep. If I foul somebody, I, look, I did it. I, I got you, bro. I, yep. I'm, I'm my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't make the shot, then I'm like, look, you didn't make it. Go, you know, go, go earn it at the line. But don't whine like a child. Oh my God, it irritates. We me. we talked about that for for a while on one of the on a previous podcast about mm-hmm. officials and and the relationship You're between right. players You're and right. officials and stuff. And yeah, I mean that's a that's a big thing to me. I I would love to see them fix that. And it's funny you mentioned that because Joe. Uh, right before we went on the air, text me and said, "I feel so bad for the refs in this series because <laughs> because every single play these guys are all over them." And I just I just text back and said, "Every series because it's, it's just like that." But it might be it might be ramped up because it's the playoffs and because it's the Warriors and they kind of cry a little bit and you know Draymond is uh is is known for saying a little bit going overboard and, and getting technicals left and right and, exactly. Um, but he's got to know. I mean, that that cost them the year that the Cavs beat them. That that's why I think Draymond Green missed was a game five or six um, because he got suspended because he got because he had too many technicals. And um, that's that, that's the reason that that LeBron has. The, that's why Cleveland has the championship is because he wasn't able to play. It's a big difference. And I, that, he I think he learned from that though. He he didn't look like he learned from it in the beginning of that game one, like, like you said. But I, I think he knows better now because he's been mostly better behaved this season. But he knows you can't do that. He cannot cost them exactly. that much again. Exactly. All right. So I want to get into uh, this new segment that we got. Uh, I want to send a shout-out to my buddy Brian. Uh, Brian, who hit us up on Facebook to let us know that we were crazy if you think that a group no-no is better than an individual no-no, and we said we'd never say no-no, yeah, but I'm just re- that. yeah, that was in quotations as well because <laughs> we made a big deal about hating the word no-no. Anyway, so I wanted to start something new. Uh, if you comment on something, I want you to start off by by saying something like this: "You're crazy." You're crazy. Oh, man, that did not come off as quick and as, <laughs> as crisp as I thought it was going to be. So anyway, we're going to call this segment You're Crazy, and it's uh, basically if you think we said something crazy, send us a comment. Get on Facebook. Get on the Nosebleeds Facebook. Comment on the, on the, uh, on the Facebook. Let us know what you think we th- say is crazy, and then I'm going to come on and tell you why I think you're crazy or why I might agree with you. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Going back and thinking about what he says here, that the individual is better than the group. I think maybe I might have got a little ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. The group no-hitter is more interesting maybe to me, more enjoyable, because it's it, there's there's a lot more intrigue to it. But more difficult, I think I might have been, gone a little overboard because you got live arms, and the opponent's batting average on the norm jumps up like a hundred points or somewhere in that range the third time around in the batting order. So to throw a no hitter, you have to see everybody at least three times that does makes, make it 
incredibly difficult. Whereas with new 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 live arms coming in consistently, especially if you have a really good bullpen, it's not hard to. It, I shouldn't say it's not hard to do. It's not harder. So, Brian, you said you're crazy. I might I might have to agree with you. Please, though, what do you think? I don't know if you're crazy, but I still feel like I still feel like the 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 team no hitter is more difficult and more impressive because for for what you said about it last week, you know, you have new guys coming in, you know, say you have three guys come out of the bullpen and end up pitching, you know, all three of those guys are have, you know, have whatever history in their day before the game the 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 last several days however much they've pitched how they're feeling what's going on like you can you you know a guy can come out and 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 look in a no hitter your best bullpen guys are going to come out of the the pen and pitch but still you have three or four however many it is guys that come out and they might just have an off day and uh, you know guys are in the bullpen for a reason too a lot of times you know and that's the other thing too is yes your batting average jumps up the third time through the order but a lot of teams want to get to a pitcher early to get him out of the game to get to their bullpen because because the bullpen's you know theoretically not as strong as a starter i agree with what you're saying there because that's basically exactly what i said last week however i think the reason you don't see as many combined pitcher no hitters that come out right combined pitcher no hitters yeah the that Reason is because if you're throwing a no-hitter and you're in the game, there's a 98% chance you're not coming out unless you give up a hit. And a lot of times it's in the eighth inning, Mm -hmm. and they'll give up their first hit, and then in will come up that dominant setup man and then the dominant closer. If you take him out before that and you put in your dominant setup man and then your dominant closer – your two best arms, not just get out of pitcher early and get an arm in there, the two best arms in the bullpen, which are in the bullpen for a reason, and it's not because they can't start. It's because they're electric in that in that one-inning uh, mentality. Then I think there would be more if guys would let them, but nobody's ever going to really let a pitcher come out. If you're throwing a no-hitter, you're going to be in the game. They're They're letting you get at it. I would never take my pitcher out. If he's throwing a no hitter, he's going all the way till he gets it. He he's either going to give it up, give up hit, or he's um, th- there's no way you can throw 150 pitches as far as I'm concerned. Being the sixth inning, you're throwing a no hitter. Keep on going, brother. Wow, you don't feel like that could ruin an arm? No, I think that I think that what they I, well, why are more arms ruined now than they ever were before? Is it just because people are throwing harder? Okay, well uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't think so. I I, I don't you, Oral Hershiser. Through 130 pitches, I, there was some crazy stat that he averaged like 120 pitches a in outing or something one year and never missed a start. Guys did it all. The, that, that's what you did back then. You didn't see, you didn't ever saw the, you know, as many injuries or or pitchers missing games like they did before. Yeah, I say go 100 pitches. I hate that 100 pitches. Why is every single pitcher that 100 pitch mark? No, every pitcher is different. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a, an average. Okay, well that guy needs to throw 90, and this guy can throw you 120. Mm-hmm. Let him do it. Quit this exact 100 pitch crap. I hate it. It's 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 not an exact science. Yeah, you would think the bigger, stronger pitchers that are that are power pitchers that throw a ton of fastballs. Um, 
would be able to go a little longer because I mean, yeah, they they throw harder, which I guess takes you know takes out of takes a lot out of your arm, but but they're not. I, I feel like it's the breaking pitches, the spin and the the, the arm action that you have to. Well, that's that where you your Tommy to John and all that's right. coming from. Your elbow, right. the twists of the elbow, and, and, and I feel like that. that's where you know pitchers that are kind of those those finesse pitchers that you know try to spot breaking balls and stuff those guys are the ones that might only be able to throw 90 pitches or whatever and then they're going to have to come out because then because then they're going to ruin their arm if they throw 100 have you ever watched in slow motion a guy that throws 100 miles an hour just throw a fastball uh yeah i've seen it it makes me feel like their arm does things that it shouldn't do it's disgusting if you really throw down (laughs) slow down a pitcher's arm when he throws it's kind of disgusting actually i agree it's fun though okay so brian we appreciate it uh you know thank you for commenting and anybody else please go to the nosebleeds facebook comment on us started off with a you're crazy and you know you're crazy you're crazy and we'll go with it. So I'm definitely going to change the uh, the the theme for that. But but we yeah, tried it. yeah we gave good. it a go. Went it a go. So anyway, definitely comment on the Nosebleeds Facebook, and we'll give you a shout out as well as uh, tell you what we think about what you had to say. All right. So speaking of pitching, our Cincinnati Reds, buddy, they are red hot right now. They lost two games. They won today, but before that, the week before that, they really they were on fire last week. Um, and we talked a lot about this pitcher named Matt Harvey, who I cannot stand still to this day. Threw four innings today, gave up three runs, but his first start was on Sunday. Was it Sunday? No, it I think it was Thursday. Sorry, it was on Thursday because yeah. it was the day after. It was on Thursday. One hit through four innings, took him out because you're only throwing him four innings. And I got about 500 texts telling me how I'm the craziest. How, look at this, the greatest player in the world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, they said you're crazy, huh? They said you're crazy. I'd hit the button, but it takes five seconds for it to play. So, <laughs> so yeah. anyway. They, so, so, yeah, so Matt Matt Harvey, was um, he was really good in his first outing. He only threw like 77 pitches, I think it was, because they, they're still trying to stretch him. Um and then today he was – I didn't get a chance. It was a day game. Um, but, you know, he – I listened to a little bit of it. You know, he sounded okay. He gave up three runs. Mm-hmm. Four I, innings. I think I it's heard not great, five strikeouts. I don't know how many – I don't know. He struck he out the side in the fourth. Okay. So that was – I mean, that, you know, is way to end it. You know, yeah. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's time to go five. And right, if he, the, sure. Go, yeah. fi- go throw him fifth inning. What what are we doing here? And, and from what I understand, he got in trouble a couple of times and got out of it. And he, you know, yeah. so he he's getting some good good experience while he's trying to to work through, you know, whatever was ailing him in New York and um, trouble gut itis. <laughs> I am going to my grave saying that he had bubble gut itis. Yeah, I uh, you know whatever that it is, it sounds pretty disgusting. Drinking but, too much. Yeah. Too yeah. much draft beer. Mm-hmm. Give at you the, a bubble uh, gut. Yeah, at the strip club that they uh, sent out a press release for him. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, goodness. All right, so off of Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. I, I, uh, I, can't, I can't stand this guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's go over to a guy who's really killing the ball right now for these Cincinnati Reds, and I've had so much fun this past week this dude has done everything he won player of the week in in major league base no i'm sorry in the national, national league. league 
last week, and he's on his way to doing it again this week. Scooter Jeanette hit another home run today and had a double. The guy is on fire. I don't I don't know exactly what he's hitting right now, but it, I, I he's I know that Votto was at 291 going into the game, and I believe he's around 3, 326. But he's got seven bombs. He's the guy is I don't know how a guy that small can create as much power as he does. But you talked about Steph Curry starting from the legs all the way up and putting it all together perfectly. This kid, Scooter Jeanette, his swing, I mean, he gets every single thing out of his swing, out of his body into the swing. Kind of reminds me of the way that Dustin Pedroia swings. Small guy like that just gets from from his toes to his hands. It's sexy, man. I think it's sexy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It gets me excited. kind of turns me on. I had a I had a crush on Steph Curry. You have a crush on uh, Scooter Jeanette. That's just fine. for the moment. I'm it's 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 a small crush. I always have a crush on Votto, but yeah. it's a small crush. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette was awesome in that game. He had a he had his first uh, four four home runs and sorry home runs in four consecutive games. Exactly. Um, uh, during that last week, um, his uh, his slash his slash line or whatever was um, during that during last week was incredible but the four game series they played over the weekend against the Dodgers he was even better in just that series he hit yeah. like 750 or something like that in that series and had uh, whatever how many three home runs and uh, I don't 10 RBIs or something like that um but he Scooter Jeanette is hitting the, hitting the heck out of the ball Suarez is still hitting the ball Vado's hitting now um you know they've got Hamilton is hitting the run ball down better. This, run down this batting batting lineup, and and to be honest, it, I mean uh, Peraza is hitting the ball. Peraza's Peraza, hitting the ball well. This is something I wanted to bring up to you. Peraza is, I think, second on the team in hits. He's hitting the ball, and he's hitting, I think, what, like two sixty seven, two sixty nine, two sixty nine. Um, his on base percentage is worse than Billy Hamilton's, and he's he's leading off a lot of days. I yeah I know I know that is, I I've seen I saw that same exact that same exact stat um, Peraza is going to get his chance because Billy couldn't do it so they're giving somebody else a chance you you gave Billy that long you gave Billy five years you're giving this guy six months <laughs> uh, a couple months last year a couple months this year come on man give it you uh, okay. don't don't I He's know you love leash. Billy here's the, you talk leash. about having a crush. <laughs> your Billy Hamilton crush. You're putting you're putting Praz on a short leash, but Billy <laughs> Hamilton's short leash was five years long. Look, if the argument was you can't bat Billy Hamilton in the leadoff spot because he doesn't get on base, and no, Peraz's no, no. is worse. I agree, but I loved Billy Hamilton for three years. I couldn't wait to see this guy do it. And Peraza, it, he's not just as fast, but the kid is lightning fast. He's fast. That's what you love about Billy Hamilton, his speed. Billy Hamilton steal a base. Peraza can steal a base. He's got to get on base. Don't, I'm not saying the Peraza's great, but at least he's hitting 270. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is important, and that's better because, you know, look, Billy Hamilton wasn't getting wasn't getting on base, and he was hitting 156 or whatever it was, exactly. 172 or whatever. Um, but, but he's but he has improved. Billy's improved. We talked about it the last you, couple of weeks. We did. And, but if you just go down, I mean, just look at this. I mean, uh, you know, Praza 269, Jeanette 327, Votto 289, um, Duvall, mm, he's, he's under been, Mendoza. Shebler 245, which is not good. You, he, you think he's going to be around 265. Though. I thought I figured 260, 265. 
Either way, 250 is about where he was at last year. 252, I think, is when he ended that. Anyway, Blandino, 278. Uh, Winker, 258, which I think that'll go up. Yeah, I so do I. Hamilton is probably as high as he's going to get at 212. <laughs> <laughs> you slippery dog. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I, 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 I like Billy Hamilton. I've, I've always liked Billy Hamilton. I just don't think he's he belongs – in a starting rotation on this team. However, Duvall's not hitting the ball. So, I mean, he had a bomb today, but and it was his eighth. So, I mean, he's either he's he's all or nothing, which we talked about that a couple episodes ago too. So, you know, I guess him and Duvall should be going in and out, but Shebler and Winkler, Winker for sure should be in this lineup all the time. Yeah. Um uh, it, it's it's nice to see the guy the way they started. Um was so bad and now they're they're 15 and 29 i think after today um so that's uh, you know that's such a <laughs> such a, a such an increase from times 3 better. and 18 yes um so yeah it's it's nice to see them winning some games and, and they look the reds have historically been really bad on the west coast and they just finished a west coast road trip five uh five and two yes Unbelievable! How, this team, the way they started, finished a West Coast go, road trip, uh, four against LA, three against San Francisco, five and two. So there are now three teams worse than the Reds in Major League Baseball right now. They're the Baltimore Orioles, the Kansas City Royals, and the Chicago White Sox. The Reds are moving up, buddy. They are. I joked about it last week, but hey, we're moving up. The, I'm telling you, after that home, after that little uh, road stretch, I'm I'm looking forward to them coming home. Yeah, yeah. I I I need to get to a game. I haven't been to a game yet this year. I went. We've been to one. I I bought a uh, a season ticket package, kind of. It's a val one of, like the voucher package. Yeah, you get twenty vouchers. So you, you just pick a game whenever. whenever. Yeah. So um, I haven't used any yet. I want to go. And then I got tickets to uh, another Cubs, game. For Cubs this else. weekend, man. We got a doubleheader on on Saturday. Do they really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, Saturday on Saturday we have our um, relay for life. Relay for life. Yeah, donate relay for life. Yeah. Wherever city you're in, you should definitely donate to relay for life. Right. They do it all over the place. Uh, whether you walk or you don't walk around the track, it's a great cause. Yeah, it's cancer the, society. The, the American correct? Cancer Society. Yes. Yeah. If you want to go to uh, relayforlife.org, I believe it is. Um, just search for it's relay. Just search for relay for life or. Yeah, Relay for Life West Side. It's west Side of Cincinnati. Um, always Our Sunshine is our team. That's you can us. get on there. You can donate to our team if you want to. You can register and not come if you want to. You don't have to pay anything yeah. to register if you just want to kind of be a member of our team. Um, if you want to if you want to do anything like that, get on there and, and support us. Anyway. Everybody, everybody has had someone in their life that has gone through cancer, whether it be a survivor, not a survivor. This is something that is incredibly important to us and our family, mm -hmm. and we do this team. Adam is in charge of it. He is the man. He's got the Relay for Life shirt on today. He, uh, the Always Our Sunshine. Check them out. They're on Facebook as well. Uh, anyway, that's our quick shout-out for that. Yep. All right, back to the Reds. Back to the Reds. So, <laughs> yeah, so the Cubs. So they're a doubleheader Saturday. They got four against the Cubs this weekend. It's going to be a blast. Um I think you're going to see – obviously, every time the Cubs come into town, 
there's a ton of fans there because they're mostly Cubs fans. But I think after this stretch, you might see some so – the, the weather's getting nicer. You're going to start seeing some Reds fans mm-hmm. come back to the ballpark, School's which is going to be out. fun. In fact, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and next Thursday is a 12:35 game. And, uh, I, I, you know, I consider myself a businessman, so I you might are. as well go to the special. You might as well. Right. You should go. I to think the I might do special. it. I think I might be yeah. heading to the businessman special. Yeah. I gotta have find business some, I gotta day find special a, now. I think. Yeah, is that it's, what it's called? It's political business correct, day right. special. Yeah. So I uh, businessman or woman. There you go. So I just gotta find a customer that is interested in watching the Pirates and the Reds, and I think uh, we might be able to make this uh, make this happen. You should do that. You should All book right. it, Bill. If you're listening, my boss, uh, I'm probably gonna be going to the Reds Pirates game Thursday. Purely a work outing, though. One hundred percent. Uh, so, okay, so speaking of the Reds and going to the game, okay, so this week, a couple days ago, uh, big news came out in the sports world. Congress voted, we only got a few minutes, so we're going to touch yeah. on this real quick. Uh, Congress voted that, I think it was 7-2 to two or some vote, I don't understand how that whole thing works. I thought there was like millions of people in Congress, but only nine people voted apparently. Anyway, um, that's that's my American history right there, or American government the class. O- the only nine people in Congress that are <laughs> that, sports fans. That are sports fans, yeah. <laughs> Raffi, Raphael Palmero, what were they calling Palmero? Palomero or whatever. Oh, or, boy. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so uh, so they they approved sports gambling. It's going to be uh, – it's, it's a, it's a state-by-state state deal. So each state – now has the opportunity to approve it. New Jersey has already said they are jumping ahead of it. They want to be able to have this up and running by the time the finals get here next week. So was it? Oh, it's probably a week and a half. Anyway, uh, first off, what do you think? We got we, we got ten minutes here, so let's make this quick. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? What do you think it'll do to the sport? Well, it, number one, it depends on which states adopt. You know, adopt legalizing it. Okay, or not. so real quick, forty-three states have a, have adopted the casinos. Now have casinos. Forty-four states now have lottery. So the majority of states are already coming into the casino is the big one, but the majority of states already have some form of gambling or or lotto out there. So anyway, what? Tell me what you think. So yeah, and and I don't know how different betting on sports is going to be um, I don't know if that's if you have if you're a state that has casinos if you're just kind of automatically uh, you know grandfathered into you just go ahead and start letting people bet on sports or if you have to actually pass a law that that legalizes each state um, is going to have to pass a law okay so so they'll still have to do that whether they whether they already have a casino or whatever but you know the ones with casinos obviously it'll make it easier for mm-hmm. them to get it going um, so it's going to depend on that. And then it's going to depend on the leagues and, and how much they want to get involved. And look, I think every professional the league, leagues don't have a choice at this point in time. It's already been passed. They, there's nothing they can, they, they, it has nothing to do with the league. Well, what I mean by that is how much they want to regulate it, how much they want to be in charge of, of, of allowing fans to bet on their league. So, so the most, the most progressive, uh, commissioner in professional sports is Adam Silver in sure. the NBA. He's, he's been talking about, and talked about he's it. been talking about this for a couple of years. And so so you would think the NBA is going to is going to grab hold of this and go for it. And it, and it look it I think it makes sense because if if the individual leagues set up you know set up their own 
way to gamble um, on their on their games. That's gonna that's where it's gonna change the revenue for, for these leagues like like incredibly. Yeah. So and and that's look that's gonna have an impact on a couple of things too. Every time, every time the players' association in any league, um, you know, has to re- renegotiate a new collective bargaining ag- agreement, you're gonna have a ton more revenue now to mm-hmm. to talk about. You know, how much are the players gonna get? How much are the owners gonna get? That's gonna be that's gonna be a big thing. I mean, you this could this could actually that could actually lead to strikes if you think about it. I mean, well, if they're if they're if they can't get together on that, and that's something that that creates a work stoppage, that's a, me, that could be a negative impact. Let me tell you something uh, that is kind of a misnomer, I think, about the sports gambling world. If you talk to the Vegas casinos, they're not making a they're not making their biggest dollar amounts in those sports books. That's in the casinos at the slots and the tables and things like that. The sports book, and and Brett Musburger, who has always been, he retired and got into uh, running, I don't know if he's running a sports book or what he's doing, but that's kind of his thing now. And uh, I was listening to him, and there is a, a, a ton of money that is moved in a sports book. The volume is incredible. But the uh, percentage of what you're making is small. So you're making a very low margin. Uh, I mean, it's huge numbers. Don't get me wrong. They're phenomenal numbers. So that small margin is still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's as much as everybody is is jumping off here thinking. And two, the only way these leagues are going to make money off of this is if they come up with a way to gamble on their games through the league. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that this is going to bring a lot of new people. Into, if if you're a gambler, you probably either already have a bookie or you already have an offshore account uh, through one of these websites that are out there. There's there's multiple of them in Costa Rica and everywhere else where they go. Right. So chances are if you if you, you this isn't going to bring a ton of new gambling into baseball or into into sports, I don't think. I think I think that if you're gambling and you know you know you have an idea, you're already doing it. Personally, uh, now on that note, Major League Baseball is behind the eight ball on everything. Yeah. They are always behind. The best thing Major League Baseball could do right now is in every single state that approves this immediately get a betting window at every park. I would if I was if I were the Reds. If I was different teams, I'd already be taking a hot dog stand out that gets no no run that they usually leave the gates down on anyway and don't even open it and turn it into a turn that into a betting uh, stand. Yeah. And and I think if you want to get young people into it and you want to get this new new crowd, you need some kind of new motivation into it. You know the NFL is going to take off on it. You know that the NBA is the NBA is going to jump on this. They're they're going to be the first ones. They're going. To, Adam Silver's probably already been figuring out how to do it. That little pencil looking guy. <laughs> I like him. He's awesome, but he looks he like a awesome. pencil. Anyway, um, so yeah, that I think baseball's baseball has got. They won't. They're not going to. You don't think so? Because well, two. Well, I don't think they will. I think they'll be the last of the three. Baseball is the baseball is is the most n- not normal way game to bet on so the the way that you bet on baseball is completely different than the way that you bet on uh, a score and a 
in for a uh, basketball game, the spreads and things like that. It's not a spread on every game the way that it works. So um, it's anyway. I won't get into all that, but I think that I think that they'll be the last just because that's how they are. They just let everything go by them. I hope Rob Manford does something better, but people have been talking about will this affect the game with people trying to push money into people to have players do things that they, you know, to throw games, things like that. Pros are already making so much money. There's, there's not a lot of big gamblers that are going to be able to throw enough money at a pro to make them do something. But now you're talking about this becoming legal. Eventually it's going to trickle down into college. And you're, I think that that might be where you see some, you know, fishy business going on. I, I'm not. There's already so much fishy. There business is. Going on. I know that is so true. That is so true. Um, so maybe it is. Maybe it's. Maybe it's just the same old, same old. I don't. Uh, maybe it is. I hope this happens. I hope everybody. I hope every single state that has baseball, basketball, football opens this up. I hope Cincinnati definitely does. Um, I, I incredibly enjoy it. I don't put a lot of money on games, but I like to bet on multiple games. It makes Sundays fun. It makes Saturdays fun. Gives you a reason to watch more baseball games, basketball games that I normally wouldn't pay attention to. So it, it's going to bring life into the sport, I think. I think it's good. I can't wait for it to happen. Plus, people have been doing this with these stupid – DraftKings leagues forever. That's gambling. It's so silly. Yeah. That is gambling. Well, and that's why they were shut down. New Jersey's for, the one that started it because right, of yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I, I, look, I, I think I think we're we're a little different on this, not totally, but a little bit in that. I I think there is a ton of money to be made here, and I think it will bring a lot more people because I think there are sports fans. There are a lot of sports fans that already bet on on games through. You know, they were doing it through. I have you know some friends that that were really into it for a while, but. <clears throat> It's, it's, I, I think there, it'll be, because it's legal now, I think more people will at least try it out and sure. see, and see what it's like. I might even try, I'm not a gambler at all. I don't care about, I, I, I know very little about gambling, but that's because the thing. I don't really care about it. But if I, you were going to gamble, this is how you would gamble because you know, sports, you, you, when you gamble, you gamble on what you know, mm -hmm. people that you see these guys at the horse racing places gambling all day. They're at the horse race. They love horse racing. That's what they love. They're gambling on it. People that are, you know, that love sports, now you have your option. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine I'll really get into it, but I, I would probably try it. You know, it's a lot it, of fun. Yeah. And it, and I'd probably mostly bet on, well, I don't know. It's so hard because, like. You are the most indecisive person in the never world. Mind, You'd never be mind. terrible at this. Never mind. You're right. You would stand at the betting window. You'd be looking at the guy, and it would be, let's say you're at a Bengals game and the spread's three, and I'll you're like, man, a game. three. Oh, man, man, Jeez, old Pete's three. You know the Bengals could easily win by four, but you know – It'd be so. It would be so easy for them, uh, for for Baltimore to, to lose. Um, you know, I just. Oh man, to only win by two, man. I just don't know. You would. It would take. I'd have to kick you out of line. That's really. That's a perfect impression of me. Honestly, that's a really. <laughs> that's exactly right. 
um yeah i am pretty indecisive and that's why i don't that's why i don't do a lot of things honestly <laughs> but but anyway and gambling's probably gonna remain one of remain those one of, um, you try it once you try it I, once no, right? I will. no, right. I no will. reason not to I'll, get out there I'll, uh, yeah. I'll take you to i want to when they open up these windows at these games which i don't know if that's how it's going to be uh or if it'll be go i don't go to casinos so yeah. uh, i'm not a big casino guy but uh, if they find if they if they are some somewhere, I want to be with you. Go to the first window and and place a bet with you. I think they might they might do that. They might have windows at the at the parks and stuff. But I the think apps, it's all going to be it's going to be computers. I think apps, you're going to be yeah. able to do everything on your phone. Yep. Um, you can sit there at the game, or you don't have to. That's the thing. Like I right. I don't think it's necessarily is going to bring more people to games because. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think you're going to be required to go to games than gamble on them, obviously. I mean, not at all. Yeah. No, there's nothing – not at all it's, like it's that. It's going to be it, – they're going to make it as easy as possible for you be, so so that it's easier for you to spend a ton of money. Yep. And so, um, anyway, so, you know, the the one thing the, – the other thing, the very last thing that I was thinking about was not only the collective bargaining agreement and, and the players and owners trying to figure out who's going to get this, this extra revenue, but – and this isn't going to happen very often, but the um, – Whenever there's expansion in any league and whenever there is um, or whenever there's a team looking to move uh, into a new market, that might have an impact. I mean, you're not going to go to you're not going to move your team to a state that doesn't legalize gambling because there's not as there's not as much uh, room for that takes that takes less revenue down. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that might have an impact and we probably are going to see we might end up seeing a team in Las Vegas in every sport now, you know. Um, if it if it becomes but that but I I don't I, I feel like that would take the lure away from Las Vegas. Now everybody has it. You don't well. have to be in Las Vegas to bet on it. Now I feel like if that was the case, well then again, if you think about it this way, where the big reason people didn't go to Vegas is because of the gambling that in in the sports books there. There you go. So. I mean, move teams, not not people in general. I mean, no, people yeah. with a team didn't move there because of those reasons, mm-hmm. and they didn't want their players to get caught up in any kind of crazy stuff like that. So that was always a big thing. That's why moving. That's why the NHL team was such a big deal. But now that this opens up, well, now maybe they'll be like, oh, well, everybody else has got it. Shit, let's go over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a Might as well. It, it, and I think Vegas is a great place for a sports any sports team because – you may not have the the greatest home contingency, which apparently they really do have a great uh, uh, home fan base. But you every away every team's away game that is going to be where the destination that people want to go. They're going to say, "Oh, when are they going to Vegas? We're going to follow. We're going to go watch the Reds when they play the Vegas." baseball heads or whatever and that's what people are going to do because they wanted to have the vegas experience and now they can put their favorite team in with it as well i really hope there's a team called the vegas baseball heads yes me too uh, hey uh i'm gonna I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, trademark it tonight and maybe i can make some money and whoever wants to move there all right so uh we're done here, I think. I really appreciate Adam. Thanks for hanging out. We had uh, some issues. It took us a little while to get started today. Thank you, everybody, for listening, whoever's out there on whatever platform you are, whether it be iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox. Uh, definitely subscribe. Like we said, if you subscribe to all of them, three Lamborghinis, uh, just subscribe to one, and you'll have a Lamborghini. Uh, hit the like button, the little heart button. We'd appreciate it. Uh, we got, you know, uh, we got a little contest going behind the scenes 
uh, how many new subscribers and likes we're going to have. So check it out. Listen to it. Uh, befriend us on the Facebook, the Nosebleeds Sports Podcast. Write your comments on there. We'll send a shout-out to you. Um, and uh, don't forget to turn your lights on. This is my favorite part. Ready? Uh, 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 uh.